Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. So um, let me just say, for those of you who wrote four questions, I can tell your handwriting. So <laughs> I may not answer all of your questions. And there's a, there are themes every year of what the questions are. And, um, and also, I think there are a bunch of questions I can answer in a short period of time this year. So I'll try and do that as best I can. And uh, sorry to Alan, who's on video, but when I do this, I roam around, so. Um, not that one, no. <laughs> I'll get back, it's a longer question, I'll get back to it. Uh, can you be a UU and answer yes when asked if you believe in God, or a higher power and answer yes when asked if you pray every day? And yes, of course, you can be a UU. Um, I think of this place often as a spiritual container, Unitarian Universalism. Uh, our roots are very firmly planted in the Judeo-Christian tradition. It's where we come from. Uh, we were two Protestant denominations that came together and, uh, before 1961, but in the consolidation in 1961 is when we became the Unitarian Universal Association. And in that time, there have certainly been, um, uh, there's, a, there's been a movement uh, in that time towards a humanism, which has is been evolving, which we can talk about later, and I'll address that later. But <clears throat> there's also, in our congregation, there are theists. There are people who have attended synagogues and then come here for the UU service. There are followers of Islam. There are pagans. There are earth-centered spirituality folks. Um, there's all kinds of people who uh, have different beliefs, and one of those is the belief in a higher power or a God and the power of prayer. And um, what I always say is that I want you to find a place for your spiritual journey where you are most comfortable. So if you didn't feel comfortable here and felt comfortable at the Episcopal Church, I would want you to go to the Episcopal Church. Um, but if you're here and you believe in a higher power and you pray and believe in the power of prayer, you are certainly welcome if you also hopefully subscribe to the values of Unitarian Universalism and try to practice them. Is that a clear answer? Is that a helpful answer? Okay. That's one. Uh, <laughs> I won't do that every time. That was just for fun. I can't read this one. Oh, similar question about the conception of God. You, so Unitarian Universalism is a covenantal faith, a covenantal faith, which I've said at every UU101 class I've ever done, that we are a covenantal faith and not a dogmatic faith. And so <clears throat> there is no dogma or creed that you must know to or subscribe to to be a Unitarian Universalist. So if you, um, so there's no, there's no um, commonly held creedal belief about the existence of God. Uh, and I will never, I would never from this pulpit say one way or another about that because what my job is in part is to try and prompt you to think of what your answer to that question is. And here at UUCF and at 
most other Unitarian Universalist congregations, whatever your answer is, once again, if you practice hopefully the faith and values of Unitarian Universalism, is your own business about the belief of God. Can we move our service to 1030? I know who this came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the service times are almost entirely dictated by the time the religious education program needs to occur. And that is almost, be, uh, almost always because of the children's needs and the needs that they have actually after the services to do things in the community. So <clears throat> if the children's education program, religious education exploration program grows again like it has been, we added 52 new children last year, uh, then we would probably go back to two services because the need to go to two services in part, I mean, if it's really packed in here, we need to go to two services, but it's in part based on how packed it is in the classrooms. And so would we go to 1030? Um, probably not. I hate to disappoint you. And it's not only my decision about that, so. <clears throat> Saving that. Uh, oh, complicated. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I can't actually read this one. But the interpretation. Um, I think I've answered that one. Uh, th this one is, I mean, it's a question that I can't really answer, but I'm going to read it. July was the hottest month ever. Climate scientists were frightened by unusual changes. What is my response? It's horrible is my response. And that, um, it takes me a minute to just process what I think I should say. Here's what I think I should say about that, is that <clears throat> the climate will not improve by UUCF taking the actions that we can take. The improving climate can really only happen if governments, corporations, and the world at large, some of the biggest polluters in the world, uh, and carbon emissions, Scott knows these things, uh, change, if that changes. However, the things that we do at UUCF on behalf of the climate although it will not change the rise in Earth's temperature, can be thought of as a spiritual exercise to allow us to feel like we're doing something and having a response in a way that, that fills our souls and fills the, our personal meaning to try and do something that we can. Now, when we talk about this, I've talked about this with the people who are here and I think consider themselves climate activists. I feel like there occasionally can be a sense of panic, which I don't think really helps us. But I do think we are in a place of panic because it's a horrible situation, so I understand the sense of panic. However, as Unitarian Universalists, the best we can do, to, I think, is to band together as best we can to raise consciousness about what's happening. And being in the DC area is to do things that will impact I think, uh, as best we can through USJ and other places. Um, yes? Sorry. Yeah? I, I do 
Yeah. Oh, last night we had a very interesting conversation about that. <laughs> I might add, I should ask you to come up here. Um, but um, there was on the ballot at General Assembly uh, an issue about fossil fuel divestiture uh, from the Unitarian Universalist Association in the uh, uh, combined, what's it called? Common Endowment Fund. In the Common Endowment Fund to which we subscribe and our almost $500,000 is in there along with many other people. And so one of the discussions uh, for uh, voting at GA was about uh, whether we should divest uh, from the Common Endowment Fund. Uh, the, we should take the Common Endowment Fund's money and divest it from fossil fuels. And that was a very um, difficult discussion where eventually the folks at the UUA, and this is half of this I heard last night because it's not something that I'm well studied in. Um, the folks at the UUA have promised that they are moving in that direction, although apparently they have promised that a couple times before, and it's not the same folks. Been different folks over the years who have promised that. But I think they're trying to move that direction, and the youth and young adults were very, very vocal and supportive of the divestiture, and so there was some disappointment that the General Assembly didn't support the youth and young adults. Last night, we had a, a lovely get-together of the folks and delegates who went to General Assembly. It was the largest uh, potluck we'd ever had for this uh, event. There were 20, almost 30 of us there. And there was a very good conversation about what UUCF can do to try and move forward to support divesting from the uh, helping the Common Endowment Fund move forward towards divesting. And you'll hear more about that, I'm gonna guess, because 